Recorded live.
bigger one, bigger two, bigger one, bigger two. That's broadcasting coast to coast and around the world. You are listening to Todd Morris tonight, right here on Top Shoe this Friday, sixth day of October 2017. Five minutes shy of start time here at 9 p.m. Central. Stay with us. You are listening to Todd Morris tonight.
stuff that Robert's been getting, and uh, and hopefully Bad Baby will make it through the show. Special thanks to FreeComfortPro.com for supplying us with our elevator music here tonight. Let's just make sure there are no niggers. That's all I ask. Is that so much to ask, you people? Don't be a nigger!
stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen, to kick off the show tonight. First on deck. Yes. It is Political Street Talk. Episode 158. Coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, right here on Todd Morris tonight. Recorded live. But uh, in 1980, about 1986-88, Paddock was employed uh, by the, what you know we can call the Cocaine Import Agency. Um, he was uh, hired to smuggle arms to the uh, jihadists in Afghanistan under Operation Cyclone, and uh, the flights went out of Pakistan and were. He was uh, actually not paid through the agency, but he was, which is common. If you've back, been back in D.C., you know they, they usually pay him through another agency. But um, he was uh, paid through Allied Signal, which was a U.S. defense contractor that um, used to be owned by Lockheed Martin. It's now owned by Honeywell. And that, that was on Fox News that Lockheed Martin has been reached out to. Um, but Paddock was also paid through the IRS and the United States Postal Service to maintain his cover. He's also known for having uh, taken arms down to the Mexican drug cartel on behalf of the agency as well. Um, there's a saying that I learned when I worked in D.C., once an operative, always an operative. And um, what I have been able to piece together is that while uh, living near Vegas, he was still working for the agency, brokering a deal with the uh, Russian mafia uh, on a computer spy program. Now, but, uh, the Russian mafia, um, there was an article in uh, the news.bbc.co.uk in 1998 called How Russian Mafia is Taking Over Israel's Underworld. And the, the Russian mafia not only... Um, 
is big in Israel, but they flooded into Vegas, especially after Putin banned um, the uh, gambling in 2009. But one thing that I found of note uh, that I thought played into this was that this last June, June 2017, the FBI actually arrested uh, one of the most feared Russian mafia crime bosses, Shalea, in, I hope I said the name right, um, in Vegas, and then it looks like they transferred him to um, New York to be incarcerated for security reasons. Um, but uh, if, if you have any questions about the agency and their connection with uh, the Russian mafia, a lot, some of this has come out in the last WikiLeaks, Vault 7. Um, then what I noticed in some of uh, the information I was pulling up, it looked like there, the records indicated that um, after this Russian mafia boss was, um, was arrested, there was a meeting of suspected uh, agency gun runners in, in the Vegas area uh, with Paddock. And it was after that time frame, I, it's, it's only my assumption that they were going, hey, what do we do next? You know, I mean, they, it was a serious blow. But it looks like it was right after that that Paddock uh, went to Dr. Winkler for anxiety medicine and, and was given Valium. The amounts are on the Internet, which that drug can cause psychotic episodes. So Dr. Winkler. But, um, I, I think his anxiety <laughs> was because the plan was put together in that meeting that he was to head up this um, this killing, this uh, attack. And um, I, I, I would stress me out. <laughs> but anyway, if, if I were in his shoes. So... What what there's been evidence of, and and let me just say, I when you study the satanic ritualist um, cult, there's certain times a year when they do um, sacrifices, and if you've noticed, there's a lot around 9/11. That's because they're they're big into numerology, but the real zone of that sacrifice time is August 1st to September 29th, and um, but what what happened, it looks like uh, Paddock rented hotel rooms three times. Uh, the first was in August when Lollapalooza uh, concert was in Chicago. And then around the September 11th to 12th time frame in Vegas, uh, he rented rooms at the Ogden that oversaw the Lord and Chance the Rapper concert. And then the last time was September 20th to 29th in the Mandalaya, um, which, you know, overlooking the, the country western. So what I also found, there is a board called 4chan, message board where people um, post anonymous posts. And there is one of the people that has been suspected for a long time as being one of the gun runners was Scott Edmiston. He posted under a pseudonym John, and he posted three warnings, and basically he was saying, hey, you know, y'all are my friends. Basically, I want to let you know that um, if you're near Vegas or Henderson, uh, you know, during this time frame, and this was the first time 
that Paddock had rented rooms in Ogden, um, he's, uh, the Scott guy was actually saying, hey, there's going to be a shooting and, um, you know, stay away from large public areas, but also if you see three black vans uh, together on the street, get out of there. And, and you know, and then he said it's it's called, he gives the name of what it was called, and he, he refers to it as an agency op, um, but he also talks about the goal is to, you know, one of the main goals is to make people uh, feel afraid and unsafe in public areas so that, you know, that, that the gun um, control things will be more um, more wanted, I guess, by the public. So anyway, um, after I read those posts, then I noticed that um, the Mandalay Hotel receipts that were being showing up on the Internet showed that there was a dinner in Paddock's room on September 27th that showed two people um, eating together. I don't know who that was, um, but it, it's pretty obvious that he couldn't have, have hurt 573 people by himself so, and, and, and killed the number that he did. But then there, there was a couple of other things I found interesting. Um, the Israeli government posted something about there being a weapons breach, so I looked into that. And the U.S. has a new air base in the Negev Desert, I guess that's how you call it. And there was a C-130 there that the Israelis knew was an agency plane, and it was supposedly parked there for repairs uh, before September 11th, which would have been the time frame of the first possible attack. But then it says, uh, you know, the plane eventually took off, and um, that same C-130 landed at Nellis Air Force Base on October 29th. Um, but right after that is when the Israeli government reported that there was a weapons breach in one of their weapons depots, and uh, it, which coordinated to where the plane took off from. So um, anyway, I looked up some more information on this Scott Edmiston guy, and what's interesting is on October 1st, he was pulled over in Tennessee you know, I mean, he covered a lot of distance if he went from Vegas to there. He, he was going 55 in a 30-mile-per-hour zone, and the article talks about um, that he was taken into custody for a suspended license, and when the police uh, did that, they found several weapons with no serial numbers that had been modified, and they had the identical bump stop stock equipment that was used in Vegas, plus there were about 900 rounds of ammo, of course, they were saying, well, we don't think that there's any connection with Vegas. But um, anyway, then I looked up who who owns and who is involved with the Mandalay Court. Um, that uh, person, Miran, is a, a big um, Hillary supporter. He, he's, very, he's very anti-Trump. I looked up uh, who owns the property called where they have the Route 91 Harvest uh, concert. It's owned by Live Nation Entertainment, which is John Malone and a guy named Greg Maffei or Maffei. I looked up the the wiki stories on them, and and they're very um, 
you know, very conservative uh, Republican, gave money to Trump's, um, you know, election campaign and that type of thing. So anyway, that that in a nutshell is uh, what I have found out. I, I mean, if, if someone were to ask me what I think were the motives for all of this, I think the Trump administration has cut off a lot of agency funding in the drugs and sex trafficking arena. Um, I think that um, the arrest of the Russian mafia boss was a huge hit. I also think that um, the casino business MGM stands to lose a lot of money with the casinos in China if the, the current administration does you know, some of the things that it looks like they might try to do. But it also, what's interesting to note is um, if any of you have followed what's happened to the Bundy family, uh, they've kept these guys in prison for a long time without due cause, and um, and they're just delaying the trials one after another. But the jury selection for Bundy, I believe, starts this next week. So to get the gun narrative out there, I think, is, is kind of an important thing, too. So uh, that, that's all I have to, to say. I'll turn it back to you. All right. If anybody has if anybody has questions, press uh, star six on your phone. It will unmute you, and you can ask your question. And if absolutely nobody has questions, I will be surprised. <laughs> I think everybody's processing everything. Yeah, it's a lot to process. It is. And to add to that, there are three women that were in the crowd that were hollering death to America and telling people that there was going to be murders and there was going to be a lot of killing, one of which is in the custody of, I would assume, the CIA because they were taken to a black site. So I don't know, you know, how that plays into the narrative, but it was, uh, yeah, it's rough. All right, I'm going to unmute everybody since nobody seems to have anything to say. You are unmuted. Does anybody have any questions? Uh, I tried to chime in, but my phones weren't cooperating. Sorry, I've got more than one, and it was giving me feedback. Anyway, um, not so much, well, I do have a question because there was a whole lot of information that came out in a very short period of time, uh, impossible to take notes, et cetera. So my question is, um, is what we're trying to suggest here is that our government is in on all this, this business? I, I think the evidence supports that, but if you um, if you follow, we, we've, we've got a rogue agency. I think that's pretty obvious. Um, they fund themselves. Uh, one of my friends who has been in that agency um, told me that their their budget, it costs them $3 trillion a year just to keep themselves going. And um, so a lot of that is funded on, on 
drug running and uh, sex trafficking and, and gun sales. Um, but I, you know, I hope that doesn't shock you too much. But I, but that oh, is, no, no, no. I understand. Actually, what it does is it it doesn't shock me at all. What it does is it confirms what I've been trying to say, and I feel like I need to get up on the top of the roof here where I live and shout from the rooftops that something is going to have to be done, okay, to be told that people are running guns and running sex traffic and so on and so forth to meet a budget is completely and totally off the charts nuts. Well, it's, it's not just to meet the budget. They actually... And a lot of law enforcement agencies or enforcement agencies do this. They have off-the-books retirement plans. They have, uh, if, for example, let's say that someone in the agency gets killed, well, they've got a slush fund that will provide for that family on top of whatever the government benefit may be. So that's part of it. They've got, and she is right, there's a lot of rogue in the CIA and a lot of drugs. As a matter of fact, I just found out today uh, from a source that basically says that any time the Coast Guard gets drugs, they will destroy half of them, and then half of them is fed back into the streets using government-sanctioned areas. So this is a lot bigger, and there's a lot more stuff to cover. But for Las Vegas specifically, three things we can take away from it. Yes, I do think it was, and I said this earlier this week, I do think this is more extensively planned. But where I differ from the from even the logic presented here tonight, is that this is a group. This isn't just one person. And we're going to see more of these. We're going to see more of these. Well, there's evidence that there were okay. a lot of shots. This is where I draw the line. We, as a society, are tolerating this crap from people that are supposed to be trusted in government positions. Now, if our federal government has gone to Washington and broken the financial... My ears, my ears. Sorry. If they've broken the financial backs of the people in this country, come out and be willing, be man enough to stand up and say so. I'm getting sick and tired of hearing about the horrible, horrific things that are being done in this country, and people are just turning a blind eye to it. People are just accepting it as, well, that's just the way it is. No baloney. That's I, not the way our founding fathers wanted it to be. And if, if if there aren't people that are man and woman enough to stand up to this stuff, then you know what? We get what we deserve. We get what we deserve, period. They, they use, uh, they compromise most of, I, I they compromise most of our people in Congress. They get them in in compromising positions or they stage a compromising position and say, no one will believe you. If you don't do what we tell you, we will put this all out. And they do control the media. Well, I already knew they control the media. That, you know, is pretty much not, I mean, that, that's, 
I think, pretty obvious to anybody. I have a media background, and I got the heck right. out of there after having my own agency for quite a while because of the way that the, the industry operates, okay, and because of, quite frankly, a death threat. You know, it, it, when people get those kind of things handed to them, it, they tend to, a lot of times they tend to you know, do something else, go into hiding. Don't They don't want to be out in the public eye a lot, okay? So, but I ran for 20 years being scared of it, and I finally stopped myself and said, enough of this. Enough. Somebody is going to have to have guts enough to stand up to this crap and do something about it. Something that's going to be beneficial. Now, supposedly Trump's doing this, but if Trump's doing that, then he's, you know, then then I'm sorry. He wasn't there when they did the last news conference for Vegas. When the FBI stood up next to the lawman and told everybody, you don't want the facts until we can report them accurately. Well, I don't trust that they're reporting anything accurately. I'm not, I don't trust that they're reporting the truth to any of the American people. It's not We're just the, the left, What? It's not just the left. Republicans are to blame too. I yeah, said the are. government. I didn't. I didn't say just the left. I'm not. I'm not trying to say that this is all just the left. I think there's just as many people, particularly young people, that are afraid on the left, and there. You know, therein lies why you have a lot of what you have rising up in this mm-hmm. country. Because enough is enough, you know. I mean, but but what happened? And, and there is just absolutely, you know what? Let me tell you why I believed from get the get go that this was something that our government was pulling that was a political stunt. I'll tell you why I believed this from when it happened. Was it's because of the fact that when they first allowed terrorism on our soil, and our government sat back and didn't do a daggone thing about it. That's not the same government that we had when I was a child growing up. We intolerate that stuff on our soil, in our country. And now we're tolerating it once a month, twice a month. And if it's for for the sole purpose of trying to get our guns, they are in for a rude awakening in Washington. A rude awakening. Because I'll tell you what, if i got to take up arms with other people to try to fight this nonsense, then so be it. And I'm a grandmother of two. And not in the best of health. But I'll go and do it if that's what it takes. And I think other people need to stand up and say enough is enough. I don't don't even want to hear a news conference anymore because I don't believe a daggone word that comes out of any of their mouths. That's pretty bad. That's pretty right, Thank you. I'm sorry, but, you know, it, it, if people don't feel emotional over what happened, my God. <laughs> Anybody else have any questions? Yeah, I do. Go ahead, Barbara. Just quick, and I'll let somebody else go. Um, what about ISIS? who now has tripled down and said that they are responsible for all of this. Is that just a, you know, a false narrative? Or, you know, is he involved that far into it? 
the ISIS and, and is funded by the CIA. If, if you check deep into that and you look at the narrative that uh, that's been given to President Trump and Tillerson by our Russian the, the Russian counterparts, they keep saying we we know you are running it, and if you don't get out, we are going to take out ISIS completely. And they've actually you haven't heard it in the mainstream news, but that some of our operatives have already been killed in, in some of the hits by the Russians. But uh, how can they tell people that we're doing it? You know, they don't want to. Wow. Wow. Second you, you... Go ahead. Go ahead. So we're responsible for ISIS. We, we are a big part of that. Yes, we did a lot of the training of those leaders, and we provided, we provided the guns. And we do have we do have people boots on the ground actually assisting them. Wow. Uh, and you think the girlfriend? I think the girlfriend knows exactly. more than she's saying. Yeah, but you know what? She's being threatened. A lot of these people would talk, but there's a lot of threatening of families and lives and. This is the common thing that they do. So why was he? Why did he send her away? I don't know if he did or if she went away, but uh, it was it was getting deep. I wouldn't have wanted to be there if I were her. Yeah, really, that's true. That's true. Well, but from every indication, he had planned to leave there and not be caught. Yeah, he did. Right. And if he had penetrated those fuel tanks, I know he did, right? he did penetrate the tool, the, those fuel tanks. They just did not explode. Um, right. He did penetrate the fuel tanks. One of the Same things here. that I'm that I am questioning is the uh, security guard that supposedly 22 shots were uh, shot through those doors, and he only got hit in the ankle. Not really a Bad wound. How many times have we seen people shoot themselves when they were there to keep from arousing suspicion? Hmm. Because thought process. Two, two people, two people ate dinner that night in that room. Well, but the, the receipt that I had was actually uh, the twenty seventh which would have been a couple of days before, but it was obvious he was, it, it was a planned event and there were a lot of people involved in the planning of it. Well, there were nine volleys being reported. And I checked with multiple sources, including my own father, who was a Marine shooter, or as he would say, shootist. And <laughs> I will tell you that he told me as soon as as soon as he heard nine volleys, he called bull. And I won't use his exact words, but he called bull on the single shooter theory, and then that led into about a forty-five minute discussion of why <laughs> there was not a single shooter, which I didn't need a forty-five minute discussion, but. The point being is that 
everything indicates, based on what we're hearing, the fact that the government classified, uh, a bunch of things got classified very quickly. Like, I've never seen it done so fast. What was classified? A bunch of stuff has been classified. And we're talking... We're talking... uh, they have they've classified down to location of and all it says is individuals and then it has individual A, individual B, individual C and yeah because there was a a, a a videotape that somebody said they saw people shooting from the fourth floor yeah I saw that on the on the videotape but I know that hey, wait a minute. I witnessed a video, too, and, you know, if our government is in on this, and if there's all this business that Gene uh, was discussing about Vegas and all the goings-on there for, you know, I'm assuming years now, and there was local security at this concert. Now, I saw a video, uh, and and I can tell you where we can find it, Um I, there was a couple different places where it was on online on Facebook, as a matter of fact, and also, um, but I could not find it on YouTube, no matter what search I did. And it was a it was a video that showed them on the ground, showed them early on on the ground, and there was a police officer that was security. Now I know they were all drawing their weapons, but this guy. It shows him in the left-hand corner of the video, and he's crouching down. He's got his gun out. He's pointing it directly at the people that are there. And I, as God is my witness, I I think the man shot the camera. The camera, whoever was was videotaping it, took took their phone away or whatever just at that moment. And then you see him walk back around in front of the camera. There were some other people. This woman's going, "What the f? What the f?" And she grabs this guy in a cowboy hat, and they take off. And this police officer comes back around in front of the camera. You can see him holding his gun up to like his chest, and he's walking around looking at the crowd like I wonder if anybody just saw that saw me I mean he had a look of guilt on his face and I it, it affected me so badly I showed it to my daughter because it, my question now with the information in light of what you have described tonight what would make us think that some of those people couldn't have been in on this and actually been on the ground firing shots because there were more than one there's more than one person that's come out that was in that crowd that said that they heard shots that was coming from the shooter up in the Mandela Bay Mandela Bay or whatever it's called hotel but that there were ones coming from the ground as well down down on the concert where the concert was happening well if if the mafia and the agency are involved in trying to set the narrative. The goal is to terrorize people to the point that they think that we're better off to give up our guns and let them take care of us. It would make sense to have a lot of people involved. A lot of police officers that I have, I've read their stories, um, they'll say that they get a call and, and they're told to stand down on a lot of these 
false flag events and things. Okay, so so what are why are why is that is it that we are dealing with people in a government in our own government system that is being permitted to do all of this stuff? Why is they've been, why they've is been being, for the last eight years or more? Jill, I told you all this last year. I knew this stuff was going on back in the JFK days. Okay, I, I know. I know. I mean, you you got to understand. <laughs> I've been around the block a little bit, and so I know. I just I don't know all the details. I haven't been work. I haven't worked for the government. You know where you guys have that information, but I have it from the media side. Well, the media is not telling you. I'm. I'm no, no. Tell. There were a lot of people in the media back in the time when I was doing it. The got my, got into it the way I got into it. That were good, honest people that were trying to get to the truth of what was going on and why. Well, listen. There's. <laughs> yes, this stuff goes on. The founding fathers knew this stuff would go on. They, you know, they gave us a they, remedy for it too. They did, which is what I was about to say. Yeah. Uh, however, the situation goes beyond the government. Okay, and not all levels of the government are bad. Now, the CIA sounds like dirty sounds for, like the Masons. <laughs> the, really. Yeah, we had just you and I had that discussion just not that long ago, didn't we? About the different well, levels and and some are good and some are bad. <laughs> well, first of all, I'm a Mason. I know you are. And second of all, uh, yes, there are bad people in the government, just like there are bad people in the Masons. There are bad people in the Baptist Church. Okay. There's bad people in the Mormon church. There's bad people in the Catholic church. There's bad everywhere you go. You're not going to weed that out. Okay, but you... How far does the dirty go is question number one. And number two, does it go all the way up to the oval? Now, it has been, it, it has been my belief and my interaction in times past that a lot of times the president and even your cabinet-level people are clueless. Because if you deal any with intelligence agencies, which is where Trump's running into, you run into a wall. Mm-hmm. And you've heard me mention the shadow government or the, uh, oh, deep what's the word? The deep, deep state. state. And that's where, a lot of your, that's where a lot of the intelligence agencies are. And Gene is right. They did not expect Trump to win. Okay. Yeah. But okay. That's that's neither here nor there. Okay. If the people of the United States, why would Jill? they not expect Jill. Trump to win? Okay. Jill. No, wait a minute. Let's just backtrack Jill. for a second. Jill. Jill. Oh, okay. No. Trump was not expected to win. Even Trump didn't expect to win. Okay, there. This is Trump winning through a monkey wrench into a lot of things. Okay, including the deep state, because if people want to realize it or not, the Clintons 
are tied to a lot of that. Oh, I know they, they are. <laughs> the deep state, the deep uh, state themselves, was started on the left during the Reagan administration. Okay, so listen, it was a shock to them when, on election night, America voted the way it did. Well, I don't understand why, because our history has shown that we don't put a president in the Oval Office or the same political party for 12 years. It just doesn't happen. Go back well, and actually, look over history. Actually, it did it happen with Reagan and Bush, and it happened many times before then. Yep. So that's, that's just not a true statement. Now, generally, the country does tend to go in moods, okay, and... Hillary Hillary got beat for several reasons, but she basically beat herself. Because from a political point of view, and, and I've said this, had she had different people running her campaign and had she kept her mouth shut, she could have won. Oh, and, okay. and you mean, and maybe didn't, uh, like, try to steal the election? Well, she, how did she, you know, she did the Bernie Sanders in their own party should show people what not to vote for. And and we've had this discussion and we're not going to. Is that what you want running your government? It doesn't matter. Let me explain this again so that people understand. Political parties can pick whoever the hell they want to be at the top of their ticket. Oh, I get that. I get that. It's in the bylaws. It's in the bylaws of both parties. Okay, and as much as this isn't going to sound very democratic, the fact that people vote, that's a courtesy. The parties don't have to vote. The only people that have to vote for uh, the respective nominees are the national committee men and women that are chosen, ironically, by the voters. So that's, you know, we have to look at it. If you're going to look at it that way, she was it unethical? Yes, you could call it unethical. Was it illegal? No. And the but courts you have a take that, the DNC back to the voters. Not when you the when court, all we ever heard about throughout the whole entire primary season was super delegates that Hillary Clinton had. And, and and I'll just go ahead and point out one other thing that everybody seems to be forgetting. Bernie Sanders is not now, nor has he ever been a card-carrying member of the Democratic Party, and Bernie Sanders only caucuses with the Democrats on Capitol Hill. He's not part of the caucus. He just sits in. So either way you go, that argument is moot all the way around. So in other words, then why didn't he run as an independent? Because an independent cannot win a presidential election because the bar is set so high for an independent candidate. That he wouldn't have been able to meet the he wouldn't have been able to meet the threshold that would have required him to do fifty one, well technically fifty seven, but there are some states that don't even allow writing candidates for president, so he would have been in a pickle. Do you know how many delegates he had based on the Democratic primary? It doesn't matter. It's a it's a moot point and not anything worth discussing. Because here's what would have happened. Let's say by some miracle, let's say by some miracle, he managed to win the nomination by the voters. Hillary Clinton and the DNC would have been in court so fast. Well, they wouldn't even have to go to court. All they would have done is called a meeting of the DNC 
And Hillary Clinton could have said, okay, he won this, but he's not a bona fide Democrat, and I want to challenge his bona fides. Okay? And I looked this up when all this was going on, and the Democrats have the same scenario that the Republicans have. If somebody chooses, now, when you challenge the bona fides, the catch-22 is you have to challenge it state by state. <clears throat> so if I were Hillary, I would challenge New York, California, Texas, and that's about all I need to challenge because they would go and look and uh, they would see, oh, hey, he's not voted in the Democratic primaries because if you notice, he never votes in Democratic primary. He can't where he lives. So then he's not a bona fide Democrat. So then they would strip him of those delegates. So either way you go, he was not going to be the Democratic nominee, and they knew this. The same on the Republican ticket had, let's say, Trump. Trump would have had to pass a bona fides test, too, had somebody challenged his bona fides. That's probably what should have happened. Could he have passed a bona fides test? Nobody knows. Okay, nobody knows. Two of his three kids were not were registered Democrats. But that's anything. But that bona fide test does not determine. That bona fide doesn't determine. Now, how does that play back in this election? The one positive thing that Trump had above any of the other people on the stage, okay, and the the when I say stage Republican primary, and coming into the general election is he's the wild card. He's not predictable. You don't know where he stands. And if you put something over his head, i got to hand it to him, he'll go crashing right through it. Look what they tried to do, grabbing the, the midsection of the woman, doing this, doing that. So they didn't want him in the White House. And when he won, look at what the intelligence agencies did. They walled him off. Yeah. Okay? So, and October of last year is exactly when this Pollard or Pucker, whatever whatever his name is, started buying all the weapons. He that had is correct. Them, but that's when he stepped up really buying one a month. Well, I think that I think we're going to find sooner or later. I think probably why they classified a lot of this is I think that he was trying to assassinate the president. I think that was the ultimate goal. Now, there's no proof of that. How how did he hope to escape? Excuse me. Um, Odds are, listen, this was so well planned, and Gene's right about this, okay? There was so much planning that went into this. I, you know, I'm kind of like with, with everybody else. I think he was planning to leave. Okay, I think he was planning to leave, and he got double-crossed. I think he he become a loose cannon, and they cannoned his head for him. Well, he could have been tripped up by that security guard because they're saying now, or if you can believe him, that the security guard, was up there attending another incident on the same floor. Lowell. 
I don't buy it. I don't. I uh, I don't buy it either. <laughs> I don't buy it. I think they're just. I think they're just throwing, trying to throw us off. Well, did with you see the real. video with the taxi driver? There was a female um, taxi driver that that uh, was in the Mandolin Bay as it was happening. Yeah, well, she picked up victims. She picked up victims and took them to the hospital. Right, right. But it, she was there when she first pulled up. You know, and she was first hearing the shots and everything. She was one of them where when she, she was driving by, you could see that the shots, she could see. She she exclaimed, oh, shit, when she went by right that spot, right at the fourth floor, where, when, yeah. it start, when the, gu- the gun started shooting. And, I mean, it was obvious that it was a lower floor than where the 32nd floor that they reported. So I believe there was somebody else in the hotel. Now, they keep saying that there's no other way to get windows open other than the... There was multiple... There was multiple shooters, okay? There were multiple shooters, and I am not... You're not going to convince me otherwise. Nine volleys? No. There's just no... It is zero possibility that it was a single shooter. So that narrative needs to be thrown out the window. Because and, and that narrative doesn't exist. Well, on that video from the from the cab driver, you can hear the the level of closeness and farness. That's right. Well, I I'm also going to tell you I wouldn't put a ton of stock in videos either. Mm-hmm. Okay, Gene, tell them why they shouldn't put a lot of stock in those videos. <laughs> well. I don't know. I I mean, I've watched a lot of the videos to try to figure this whole thing out, but I, I, I you know, sometimes it's it's hard to tell what's really going on, or sometimes <laughs> the videos are fake. That's but, exactly right. They they will pre-make and, videos. And then too, those the one you were talking about, Jill. You know, there have been cases of people dressing up. Officers, so we have to look at that I, angle too. No, I mean I heard those kids. I I, I saw those people that were. Uh, there was one one of the girls that was in the car was shown, and she, in fact she said something to whoever was, <coughs> you know, handling the camera, not to do that. But um, it just uh, they seemed far too up, uptight and and far too upset. You know, she the poor thing's driving the car, and she's trying to get away from the scene as fast as she can, you know, and they're saying, go, go, and she can't. I mean, there's a car sitting right in front of her. Uh, the hysterics that were coming from these people that were there, that dealt with that, all, all, everything that had happened, just, uh, I find that hard to believe that it was staged. Because you can hear the shots. You can hear it as it unfolded. The whole thing, I mean, the video lasted, I don't know, what, 14, 15 minutes, something like that. It was it was yeah. a lengthy video, and it, it, and, and it started where she didn't have anybody in her car. She some, was by herself in the taxi. Some years ago, and I won't say exactly when, but there was a video that got played of a shooting that took place right outside of Washington, D.C. There was only one small problem. The shooting hadn't taken place yet. 
The shooting did happen two days after the video of the shooting. Played out almost exactly like the video had it. Do you believe that our government has such a um, low opinion of life? I mean, really? That they can I, just... think the, I think the people that have power have a low opinion of life. I think that there are some... Listen, they're, they're, I'm not going to talk about some things. Sorry, it ain't happening. But I can tell you this. When I know for a fact that a young lady was killed because she saw something she shouldn't have seen in an agency that she shouldn't have been in the building. She was visiting a guy there, and she turns up dead 24 hours later, all because of what she saw in that building. Yeah, I do believe there are people like that. I think that some of the CIA is going rogue. You know, I think the most of the CIA, that. most of the CIA is rogue, and, and that's yeah. actually what Gene was was telling us that most of the yeah. CIA is rogue. Are there any other questions related to the topic that we've been talking about tonight? Well, I have to admit, I, I do have one question for you, Fabian. Do you have any information or know anything much about how this bump fire thing works? Yes. Bump stocks. You're talking about the bump stocks? Yeah, yeah. Is that basically something that takes uh, uh, just a regular semi-automatic and makes it a full-functioning automatic rifle? Yes, but it's 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 kind of misleading because it's not it's not a stock like they're making you know a normal stock. Right, right. It's basically it's a string and a pin. Okay. Well, no, their stock their stocks actually for some of the guns, and it's for some of them. It's not fully automatic. The ones he was using are, and it was a. I haven't seen this. The I saw one stock laying on the on the table with some of the evidence they had, but that one is not a bump stock. But they said that of the guns he used, all of them had been converted to be fully automatic. Here's what nobody's talking about. Okay, to take a semi-automatic weapon, for example, the AR-15 that he used. Okay. To take a semi-automatic weapon and turn it fully auto simply requires you to change a pin out to stop the burst. And it holds down the firing mechanism so that the the three-shot burst, it won't reset. And then next thing you know, you got it. But here's another problem with this, and, and I think Tammy and I mentioned this earlier in the week, and that is most of those weapons were not designed to be fully automatic weapons and to have allegedly fired all those rounds, those barrels would have melted. Okay? Not only that, they had to have belt-fed belt fed ammo. That's it. And there was no belt, the clips that holds the ammo together. They found no ammo boxes. Again, would require something to carry that ammo in. It just, it would not be there simply... Two, there were 10 suitcases full of ammo. I understand that, yep. but there wasn't ammo boxes. You can't, you're not going to be able to sit down your damn suitcase and run your amp. You just can't do it because it can't be thrown in there. It has to be lined out. And they didn't find any of that. None of that have they found. So you tell me the whole single shooter, and I don't know why they haven't changed the narrative because 
even the dumbest of the dumb isn't going to be so stupid as to buy that there was only one shooter. Lombardo did, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, you know, try to say the other day that he did not believe that he acted alone. So, but well, like he, I, yeah, and if you notice, it was the CIA guy who came up behind him and said, uh, we're not going to, we're going to talk about facts. We're not going to talk about speculation. He corrected yeah. No, the reason I asked Fabian the question, the reason I asked Fabian the question about about the bump stock was because um, there are people that have a lot of experience with guns that are coming out saying that the likelihood of him being able to successfully hit five hundred over five hundred people uh, injured and or killed that many people based on what they were saying that he, he did in the length of time that he did. That, in other words, most of them feel like in order to fire 500 aim shoots and swap out the magazines would have taken him about 15 to 20 minutes as opposed to nine that they're reporting on the news. That's why there are so many gun enthusiasts, people, and even guys, ex-military that believe that this was not just the lone gunman. Well, anybody well, with no half a brain knows it. With those, there's no accuracy with those. That's right. right. That's the other thing. That the likelihood is that he would have missed. He probably would have missed. Jill. But you spray into a crowd of 22,000 people, you're going to hit something. Yeah, and I'm sure those guns were preloaded. Those are already preloaded. They could have been preloaded. There's still not enough rounds in those weapons without it being chain-fed or belt-fed, to have yeah. done that damage. Not possible. And to be as accurate. I mean, you say it's gonna, it's automatically going to hit well, I guarantee you a lot you of those bullets that fired through. Listen, you don't have there to be accurate. Do you all know what a volley is? Does anybody here know what a volley is? Yeah, yeah. He didn't have to be accurate with a volley, okay? He really didn't. You're spraying, you're laying down a volley, you're going to hit people, okay? You're going to do it. The issue is, with the number of weapons he had and the time frame in which he did the shooting, he was not the only shooter. Okay. Just, well, that just, I agree on, uh, because the, the gun enthusiasts that I've been able to communicate with have basically inferred that the, when you use a gun stock that a lot of times when you're running off that many um, shots at one time, um, that it, it, tend, it has a tendency to lift the gun up. It does. So whether you're volleying or not, <laughs> they said that the, the level of accuracy is not good. So but the chance of them hitting over 500 in that length of time is not possible. Is what but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. There, there's nothing. There is nothing. In the narrative, there is nothing that says to me, okay, or anybody that is a gun expert, because I don't claim to be, that there is zero possible way that all this was done. Secondly, the gun stocks. Well, let's talk about the gun stocks. The NRA had to say something about this mess, okay? They had to. There was no staying away from this. Yeah. So what do you do? They don't give a damn about the gun stocks. They didn't care when Obama approved them. There was really no comments about them. They don't really care. It's not going to affect 
again, a piece of string and a pen can turn any semi-automatic weapon into a fully automatic weapon if you know what you're doing. Now, you get caught, you got problems. But they don't care. So what do they do? They come out and say, well, you know, here's the gun stock narrative, and we think they should be regulated. Why? Because they're not necessary to the functioning of what you want to do with the weapon, automatic or semi-automatic. So they use that as a catalyst. Well, I don't know if anybody else happened to see this or not, but Michael Moore is all over Facebook calling for a repeal of the Second Amendment. Well, and you know what? Michael Moore, let them all come out and yell about the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment's not going anywhere, and everybody knows it's not going anywhere. And the truth of the matter is, what happened to gun what happened to gun sales and gun stocks the day after that shooting? It went off, went off the charts. Probably. They went through the roof. Okay? The day after that, the economic news comes out. What happens? The stocks are through the roof. The gun sales are still through the roof. Many, many gun shop owners in the United States are reporting that they're out of weapons because people are making a mad rush. Because what do people think when these things happen? They're not out there saying, hey, I want the Second Amendment repealed. They're out there saying, how do I protect my family that I obey the law from madmen like this? And then they go out and buy guns. So, no, the American people don't want their guns taken away. They want to be able to buy more guns. You're going to see classes filling up everywhere. Teenagers, parents are going to be taking their teenagers, teaching them how to shoot. You're going to see uh, people getting their handgun carry permits in states where they have to do that. You're going to see people open carrying more in states where they can open carry. It is going to be, this is going to backfire. And the Democrats know it, which is why... Most of them haven't come out and run their mouth. Only a few that know they're safe no matter what they say. So I want to thank everybody for coming on the program. Gene, thanks for coming on this evening and giving us a insight into this. And, and I know that you'll be back on as follow-up as this uh, plays out more. I want to thank everybody for their continued support of Political Straight Talk. We'd like to thank our sponsors. We've got two and a half. One of them's leaving us in December, boo. Uh, but first, we'd like to thank the Wall Street Journal, where you get the right news at the right time. Upper right-hand corner, type in political straight talk. You get a discount. I make money. That's called capitalism. Yay. For the other sponsor, Chick-fil-A, they did not invent the chicken, just that yummy, yummy, buttery goodness chicken sandwich. And you should go get a number one, large-sized with a cherry Coke. And no end pieces in the waffle fries. They will do that. And they are so yummy without those end pieces. And Secret Sleepers, where we pay you to sleep. So it's uh, that's coming along, and that's going to be really interesting when we fully get that going. Otherwise, remember, you've got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Freedom isn't free. Thank a soldier for without them. We would not be able to do what we do. Thank the family members of those same said soldiers. Or without them, we wouldn't have an all-volunteer army. And this is the political Superman saying, have a good night, everybody. Call recording has been completed. All right. For those of you that want to skedaddle and take off, you may do so. Thank you for, for stopping by. And those of you that want to hang around and chew the fat, well, you can do that, too.
Wow. Yeah. I got to tell you something. I got a really sick feeling in my stomach after all that. We didn't. We didn't lose too many. Uh, well, I have I have always found Gene's information to be valid in the past. Well, now I know who she is when she posts. <laughs> oh. Well, I had her I had her take that post down. You know, it's like I told you earlier that when I first saw the post, I went, What? <laughs> Where is she getting her facts? And then I started to research. So, you know, I could validate what she was saying. You know. And then when I went to look at it, it was gone. Well, it's not uncommon for the CIA to be involved in stuff. They were involved in Kennedy's assassination. Yep. Well, I will tell you, that's why I said when I heard them say they were going to unclassify all that, no, they ain't. He may have thought for about 30 seconds he was going to, and uh, Mm -hmm. I know he got a call from a couple people, uh, Mr. President, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Yeah. Well, the okay. way it was you know set what? up. You know what? So, so we, in other words, we, you know, we're going to stand up and be patriotic on July 4th, blah, blah, blah. Well, we're exactly got right. the mob that's running our country. That's real smart. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm still, still going to stand, and I'm still going to salute my flag. You see, I kind of feel like that's why so my my stomach feels nauseous tonight because it reminded me of back when I had the issue that came up back 20 years ago in the media, which made me decide to you know uh, do an about face, go into business for myself eventually, and was in it for 10 years, thinking I could do it better myself. You know, that goes. Um, you're going to change the world? No, you're not. You, no one can single handedly change the world, but in a group effort, thing changes that are the right kind can happen. But, you know, it just makes me think that – let me just put it to you this way. I was told years ago that we don't even elect our president. Technically, we don't. We don't. The, electoral, the Electoral College does. No, no. Not even the Electoral College. That the president's handpicked before we ever even have the first – now. Well. now now think about that. The ramifications. I, I can I can tell you right now that that's unequivocally false, because I know of four presidents where nobody wanted them, government wise, but they got them and they couldn't control them. The biggest one being the most recent one. Of all of the people that ran for president this past election, the only one that wouldn't be controllable is the one that's in there now. Okay, so you're saying that that was the case with Trump. But you know what? I distinctly recall, just within the last two weeks, good old Bannon talked to 60, 60 Minutes. I saw the video interview online where he point blank well, said, the minute that that election was over, guess who joined the establishment? Well, he become president. Of course he joined the establishment. It's an automatic thing. It isn't something he set out to do. 
if you look at what he's doing in Washington, he's doing the exact opposite of what the establishment wants in most cases. In some cases, he's not, because you can't. You can't go up there and not have some allies, Jill. It's no, just I, not under, I understand that. Ted Cruz was his ally before he ever ran for president. They did speeches together in front of the Tea Party, in front of the White House. I can pull one up for you if you'd like. I don't need to see it. I'm not saying he wasn't. I'm not saying he ain't. I'm just saying that you cannot. Ted's not just an ally. He's he's not a loyalist like Trump wants. That's the problem Trump has. Everybody's got to be loyal to Trump. Well, it doesn't work that way. They're loyal to the country if they're good and decent people. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm just going to say it, of, of all of Trump's faults, the one thing I have never felt the vibe from him is that he's unpatriotic. I think everything he does, he does because he loves his country. I honestly believe that. There is nothing I don't I argue think. that. I don't argue that. I think that because of the way he came up, um, his upbringing, if you will, um, contributed to his, his need for complete and total loyalty. That's why he's got his family around him. I mean, it, and I'm sure that most Do of you blame him? feel that way. But You're the you, president you know, of the United States. You want people that are loyal to you. In, in that situation, and if you're not going to be loyal to the president, then you don't need to be around him, and I don't blame him. Okay, okay. But what if, you know, the president isn't God? What if he's wrong? You know, there are incidences where presidents have been wrong, 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 wrong. You know, well, he can be wrong and you can still be loyal. <laughs> oh. I disagreed with President Bush, but I was loyal. <laughs> I disagreed with President Bush, and I was loyal. And the only comment he had was, "I'm not going to, uh, what, what? I'm not going to." Uh, participate in, in those kind of comments, blah, 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 blah. You know, I guess he was trying to infer that that was fake news, too. A word that came out, he, he supposedly called President what are Trump you talking moron. About? You know about that, right? Who are you talking about, Bannon? Tillerson. Or Tillerson. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something. You know, yeah, so the story broke. I saw all that crap on TV. <laughs> And they well, felt the need to come out. A, a press conference. I don't know if you saw that or not. They felt the need to come out and say something. See, I wouldn't have said nothing. I just let it go. But you have to but look at. Solely because his ego was quite large, so that's why he had to come out and say something. <laughs> not true. Wasn't solely because he called him a moron. That was well, secondary to what the press conference was called for. This is, because this is I my heard the press conference. This is my feeling. Yeah, we've got issues in our country, okay? And, you know, I have said repeatedly on the NFL thing, people have a right to not salute. People have a right not to do this or not do that, okay? But at the end of the day, you're an American citizen, okay? Yeah, and I'm and, ashamed to say that that's the case with, with what I've learned tonight. Well, I mean, I've always been there, proud of my government, or at least wanted to be. There, there is a flight, I will tell you, uh, and they even fly into Indianapolis, Southwest Airlines. I know that they go to Mexico City once a day. And your point? Well, I'm pretty sure we could all take up a plane ticket if you'd like to leave the United States. Oh, please stop. 
I don't have to leave just because I'm not happy with my government. There's a difference in not being happy with your government and not being proud to be an American. Why should I be proud to be an American if I disagree with the things that are going on with the government? Are you serious? Well, I am serious with a lot of... Did you seriously I mean, come I'm, on. We're, we're Republicans. We don't want to be hypocrites, do we? You'll stop shouting. We ran the whole entire campaign that politicians were nothing but dirty. So either they are or they're not. Do you think that you're going to correct... Do you think for one minute that you... You're going to correct 80 years of corruption in the government in the first Our year that you're in office? No, not the first year. Our country isn't the government. I don't think one president, Trump, can, to, can fix it himself either, even if he has eight years. But let me, let me, let me, Our country isn't the government. It's the people. Yeah, that's exactly right. Our country is the people, not the government. And you don't have to like the government. I don't know. Like are we government. so ignorant that we think it's fine to sit back and, and allow all the stuff that's going on that, that's been discussed to continue to go on? No, but the way you handle it isn't by far on brute force. You're not going to win that way. Well, I didn't say that. I wasn't saying that we needed to get violent. Actually, you did say that. I said I, well, I was you willing to that. fight against it if that's what it came to. But do I want that? No. Heavens no. Why would I want that when our Constitution gives us something else to use? So, so Jill, let me ask you a question. So let's say you and your daughter have a disagreement. Okay? Which has happened upset. many times. You get upset with your daughter. Does that mean you're no longer proud that she's your daughter? not about how I feel. It's about what's right and wrong. And it is about what you, you said, my daughter, you said that you don't I don't like. always agree with what she, the decisions that she makes, but those are her decisions. Now, I am responsible for the decisions that are made that come out of our federal government because we are supposed to be electing and putting them there. You're responsible yeah. for your daughter, too. I don't, when she becomes an adult and makes her own decisions, Fabian, the responsibility falls in line with her, not me. But it falls back on how you chose to raise her. Really? So that would make it my fault? I beg to differ, and God even says it otherwise. My, My point here is simply that just because you disagree with your daughter, you're never not proud that she's your daughter. Okay. Just because I disagree with my sons, my daughter, it doesn't mean I'm not proud of them. So just because you disagree with your government, you should still be proud to be an American. And if you're not, well, Mexico City. Oh, that's real nice of you. Thanks. I was born and raised here. I I feel like when you are born citizen born in this country it is your country it belongs to you and so you ought to have some sort of say in what goes on and the fact of the matter is they want to take all of our say away jill jill well that's what we're up against so we can just sit back and take it like a bunch of little sheeple or we can do something about it jill jill you're missing the whole point 
I don't agree with everything that goes on in Washington. I think the Republicans are acting like sheep. Good Lord. I think they're rolling over for the Democrats. I am mad as hell that Obama sits two and a half miles from the White House and is conducting in his a plot to take down this president. But that doesn't mean that I am not proud to stand up and salute that flag and say the Pledge of Allegiance. Because the day I stop doing that, I might as well use my passport and move to London. It doesn't matter if you're upset with what's happening in Washington. Really? It doesn't matter. Okay. Well, I, you know what? We're just going to have to agree to disagree because I do believe it matters. It matters to me. It matters to my gr- children and mm-hmm. my grandchildren. And it matters, Every- should matter to all of yours, too. Everybody is upset about what's going on in Washington. But that doesn't mean that they're not proud patriots and they're not proud Americans. That's what Fabian is trying to say. What makes pride so important anyway? What makes pride? To have pride in your country. To yeah, have what, pride what, in your country. Well, what, that's one of the seven deadly sins, isn't it? Not that type of pride. Oh. Not that oh, type please. of pride. <laughs> oh, please. God's talking about when he says being proud. Don't even go there. Don't Listen, overall, I am proud of my daughter. Overall, I am not proud of my government, and I'm not happy with them. But that doesn't mean that I want to go shoot a bunch of people up or that I want to go join Antifa or anything else. I would like to use a rational remedy that our founding fathers laid out for us in our founding documents that everybody wants to diss and badmouth. That's what I would like to see done. You want to be proud in your country? Go back to your founding fathers who had the guts to get in a boat and go clear across the ocean to a country that they knew not much about, whether or not it even existed. They thought it did, but they weren't sure. I am proud. Okay. One of my answers. That's one reason to be proud. And what they gave us as those founding documents is something to be proud of. And we've got a faction in Washington that's trying to destroy our Constitution. Destroy it. So? And as, as it looks right now, they're continuing to get their way, aren't they? Do you see anybody standing up to it? Do you I see, see people, people that stand up to it every day? the president saying Jill. anything? Anything about, listen, think about yeah. 9-11. What did Bush say when 9-11 happened? What did he say? When he first got down to the, the, the location where it happened, what did he say? We will hunt you down and we will kill you. They can't say it about themselves, can they? Hey, Jill, can you please stop yelling? People will listen to you more if you will stop yelling and actually talk. At a reasonable volume? Yeah, that's fine. I just feel like I'm arguing with all of you. And so I'll just well, eliminate. Well, I understand, I understand that, but nobody can, get a, nobody can get a word in edgewise. Thank God. Well. Every damn time. 
I get a headache. Well, I have to give a shout out. I have to give a shout out to my buddy Ken Farley, who is in the chat. Uh, Hi, Ken. Matter of fact, first time I've ever seen him on one of these calls. Probably the last. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't shout for her to stop. You're you're fine. You're fine. He's exactly what I wanted to say, too. Baby and going, can anybody get a word in there? All right, so. Wait, he said no. (laughs) He said no, he ain't (laughs) never coming back. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that he said that. He said no about something. Anyway, uh, so back to, you know, for all the negative that goes on in this country, You have a program on here, Cam? <laughs> he gets worse, he says. Ooh, I didn't even know he had a program on here. Well, why didn't you tell me? Should have invited me. I'll come over and listen. I'll be like Jill, take over your call for you. God. Uh anyway. What's your what's your call code, Ken? And when is your show? Do you do it on a regular interval? So, yep, Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Okay. 55519. Five. Hey, I'll do a shout-out about his call. Hey, guys, okay. I've got a buddy. Name's Ken. Only problem is he's a Buckeye, but we're willing to overlook that. We will overlook that just this one time. What? Who said, hey? Okay. Anyway, he's a Buckeye. He has a program called Nation Talk Sunday nights, 8 p.m. Is that Eastern, Randy? Find out in a minute. It is Eastern. Okay. So, Nation Talk, Sunday nights here on Talk Show, 8 p.m. Eastern. His uh, call code is 555519. Y'all go over and check him out. Sunday nights, 8 p.m., 555519. And if y'all hear me call him Randy one time and Ken the other, his name's both, but he goes by Randy for people he likes, I guess. So, I may have to go yeah, back to calling him Ken. My so, best uh, friend lives in Ohio. There's nothing wrong with the Buckeyes. Well... I was just going to say, I guess it's better than being a Hawkeye, so. <laughs> anyway. All right, so. Oh my God. Now yeah. that the call, now that the call has settled down a bit. Gee. Did you all like what, uh, what Gene had to, had to share? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I know that's I know that's unusual for. Uh, you know what? I knew that he's from Georgia, so he's a southerner. 
he just moved above the Mason-Dixon line for a short period. It's probably his wife, Roberta. She probably forced him up there. <laughs> <laughs> She's right, the boss lady. I'm going to take care of my cats. I already told you how to take care of, take care of them. I'm not doing that. If they're, next, if they're next, go around like owls uh, and try it on each one of them. No. Hello. Don't welcome to, to Trisha's them. Chicken on a Stick. <laughs> You're bad. Hey, do you know what Fabian, before you go, do you know what Fabian did to me tonight? What did you do? <laughs> Tam, are you still on here? Tammy? She was. She may have got butt hurt and hung up by the same time that... Uh, Loudmouth? He calls, calls me and says, you're in trouble. Hold on while I get Tammy on the call. <laughs> I'm going, what the hell? He says, I've got a lot of complaints. What? You're faded out. I don't think she faded out. I think she faded out. (laughs) She's toast. (laughs) Anyway, so for those of you that are still on here, remember that tomorrow night we have, uh, we're going to continue over on Deliverance by Grace, the uh, the prayer series. So we're in part three of the prayer series. That's on talk to code one four two oh oh seven. Barbara, did you make it back? Yeah. So he says, Well, we got a lot of complaints about a post you made. And I went, What? What post? I'm thinking, what the hell did I post? <laughs> he says, Wait a minute, I'll go get Tammy on the line. I went, oh, God. <laughs> Comes back and says, oh, I was only kidding. <laughs> well, you deserved it. I deserved it. Uh-oh. I was almost in my car on the way to Knoxville. <laughs> that was mm-hmm. not... That was not funny. Wow. Jill then went off on the boss lady in the chat. (laughs) Oh, no. Anyway, and then on Tuesday night, we will do uh, ragtag. Uh, Most likely on Tuesday night, we'll be making a couple of major announcements about the uh, new executive director. Yep. So that'll be can't swear to it, but maybe be making an announcement. Okay, so before we call it a night, anybody got anything to add? Nothing. Very enlightening. It was kind of interesting, wasn't it? Yeah. So, right. why can't we 
I mean, don't doesn't America have the right to know what's going on with this thing? Um, to admit, they not want to admit that it was a CIA CIA black op. Let me put it to you this way, okay? And this is just from personal experience. There are some things the American people just don't need to know. We're going to have to come up with something to tell them, because how many t- how many days is it going to be? And they keep saying we don't have a motive. We don't have a motive. We don't know. He doesn't have a history. People are going to start researching it. Let them. People, people have been researching. People have been huh? researching JFK ever since it happened. Well, I think the majority already agree that Lee Harvey Oswald was not the shooter. No, he was not. Yeah. But that's the that's the whole point. Anyway, all right, guys. Until next time, y'all have a good night, and I'll see most of y'all tomorrow night for the Bible study. We will be doing sermon number three, The Privilege of Prayer, or as we say in the hills of eastern Tennessee, that thy privilege of prayer. It's about time we had a prayer. Better than what them Arkansas folks say. They have such, since they don't have any teeth, they have such a hard time even saying prayer. It comes out, we're, we're going to have us a Just a bunch of air moving to the teeth. You're funny. Hey, guess, what do you call, listen, what do you call six teeth, 12 arms, and 12 legs? A what? I don't know. Six teeth, 12 arms, and 12 legs. Later. Night shift at the Arkansas Waffle House. Anyway. (laughs) Say hello hello to boss lady. Uh, You already did. She's the one that come on and got on to jail. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I knew that. Thank you, God. Jill. She always always ends up. Sorry. That's fine. She's always interrupting. She's not letting anybody have a word in edgewise. She's butting in all the time. Yep. It's, it's like she has to be the only voice that's heard. Well, her and I agree. Yeah. Oh, Trisha's back from her cat. You know, Trisha, if you would follow my advice, you wouldn't have to care for all those cats. How many do you have? Five. He's yeah, telling yeah. me the same damn thing. She's probably got about 30 of them. She's probably an old cat lady. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't even have half that. Don't oh, even have half that. Nope. She's got 14, Sorry, man. Nope. Attack of the Clones is on. That's being recorded. I'm good. Okay. I've had these for two, two years. Well, like I said, Here's I know Jar- how to get rid of them. Here's Jar Jar. 
No, little Benny. No, you're not going out. No. Anyway. All right. All right. I'll see y'all tomorrow night during our prior session. Yeah. Huh? Can't wait. I'll I'll tomorrow if you don't show up. Um That's what you told no. Jill. No, I think I moved it up some. What, nine? <laughs> yeah, I think I moved nine. it up to nine Eastern since it's on Saturday. Well, I won't be going to church on Sunday anyway. So it doesn't make any difference. Well, I'm still I'm still gonna leave it at nine. Okay. Okay. Now the seri- the oh, one tomorrow night the one tomorrow night is long, but it's not as long as last week, so there won't be a lot of scriptural references. Not that any of y'all write them down anyway. But I wonder if uh, Joe will be there. Um, probably. Yes, tonight. That calls run in a different format, so she probably will be there. Nobody. Nobody talks on that one. I have to take a Tylenol before tomorrow night. <laughs> you know, you just opened yourself up to a perfectly good Virgin Mary comment, but I won't. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm <laughs> I'll see y'all tomorrow night. And uh, uh, Barbara? Yeah? 12 Hail Marys before tomorrow night. Okay. All right. Bye. Good night. Bye.